Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Successful Mentalist podcast, the podcast designed to help entertainers, magicians and mentalists grow their magic business so they can truly thrive and be hustle free. My name's Ashley Green and today I'm joined by the wonderful co-host that is... Aidan O'Sullivan, who does this sometimes, Aiden, ladies and yeah. gents. I don't know why he gives like a... He always forces me to sing my name. I'm like a, a jester to him. It's Aidan, 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 Aidan. He's a little wizard. That's the intro show for your songs now. You didn't have to say, you didn't have to say little. It's kind of made me feel a bit self-conscious now. Oh, well, there you go. I'm Maybe tall, you should see someone about that sort oh, of a minute. Uh, negative gonna... mindset you've got going on there. Oh, for God's sake. Right, anyway, <laughs> today, moving on before people start calling me Little Wizard, um, we're talking about tes- testimonials, right? We're talking about testimonials because these are really, really important. But Ashley, why do we need testimonials? Why? Tell us. Because they're flipping good. Like, at the end of the day, they are the social proof. To like, we could, I'm, I'm just going to go straight for it. We can chat the chat. But can we walk the walk? Like when you're saying to a client, I can do this, this, this. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What's the actual proof to show that you are good enough to them? If you've got someone coming into your world who has no idea who you are or someone who might even be your best friend, but they've never even booked you or seen you perform before. How do they know that you're actually good enough? And this is where like that that testimonials, that whole area of social proof can come in. And I remember on uh, a Just a Tip episode, uh, Just a Tip uh, 42 testimonials are cool, but dot, 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 uh, we had an episode kind of covering a few bits about testimonials. And we had a few people reach out uh, saying that they just wanted some extra thoughts behind the scenes on that episode. So we thought, why not? do a full episode breaking it down to really go deep into this give the extra thoughts so that you guys can go out there with the actionable steps uh, needed but yeah that's at the heart of it the crux like you need testimonials to show that you're good enough like it's a really really powerful thing to use to highlight to, ent- to your potential clients like hey book me i'm worth this price well, exactly that, exactly that. And when it comes down to testimonials, there is, there is a difference between good testimonials and bad testimonials, right? There's, um, yeah, in fact, look, I'm... Can you can you share for us now? Like, yeah, I'm going to say like five star reviews. We, we all look at five star reviews as if like, oh, they're great. What's the worst five star review you've had, Aiden? And then let's break that down. Why? I mean, here's the thing. I asked, uh, so this was a couple of years ago, I asked a bunch of people that had seen me perform to go ahead and leave a nice five-star Google, or not a five-star Google review. I asked them to go and leave a review on Google. They chose to do five stars, for which I'm very grateful. Um, However, this one particularly stands out as uh, a perfect example of how so many people make the mistake. So that's what I did. That's what I asked. I sent the link and the review read like this. Five stars. So much skill and passion. Aiden makes your event stand out. Aiden spent uh, spelled incorrectly. That's E N, and I'm an A N on the end. Uh, book early to avoid disappointment. Shazam! When he's gone, he's gone. 
Okay, that's one more time in full. So much skill and passion. Aiden makes your event stand out. Book early to, disavent to, uh, to avoid disappointment. Shazam, when he's gone, he's gone. The thing How many clients? Like, what does that tell clients? What does that tell clients? Like, if, uh, you've got someone who wants to book you, or you've got someone browsing over your stuff thinking, I'm going to book you. They read that. You're rightly so. What does it tell people? <laughs> someone wants to book you they're curious oh let's look at these past people that have booked Aiden they're nowhere closer to knowing what you do it doesn't overcome the objections that they've got in their mind it doesn't give them confidence it's just like oh this person rated Aiden five stars and it tells them nothing about the experience working with you it tells them nothing about that working relationship it tells them nothing about the benefits that you actually brought to the event it tells them nothing in general about absolutely anything if anything you'd be far off not having that review on there. It's just a stat, a thing, a name. That's all it is. There's no point to that review and it can't be used anywhere. And this is, yeah, go on. Well, just real quick. It's like, it's one of those things. It's like, I'm grateful for the review. Uh, like five-star reviews will always go nice. They'll always sit well on uh, any platform whatsoever. The more five-star reviews that you have, just by default, clients will think you're better. But that's not what we're going for here. We're not just looking for a 100% five-star review rating. We want that valuable information that actually says what it is. And, and to be honest, that just reads um, a bit like it could be like just a friend of mine. I've just asked a mate to go and whack a five-star review up. The only thing that's stopping it from looking like a like a like a good close mate of mine uh, is the incorrect spelling of my name. <laughs> unless you make smart but but this just proves the point and, and at the heart of this a lot of entertainers make this mistake and this is what we hinted to uh, in our just a tip episode a while back how many times do and you're probably guilty of this before just the same as i was and just the same as adam was as well you've done an event you've done a gig maybe you've performed somewhere and you say to someone oh, i'll be awesome if you could leave a review and then you send the link straight over to them or well, does that open it up well that person's going to go fantastic i'll leave a review yeah go for it they have no idea what a good review is in their mind this guy that put that on there might thought oh this is a perfect thing i'll let him know that he's popular and they should book up wonderful he saw that's the best review he could ever leave you're leaving unfiltered reviews on there and you're not getting like the the true thing the true testimonial think of it like this if you've got someone that wants to book you and they've got objections in their mind holding them back from booking you what's going to convert them what's going to overcome that objection what do those reviews and testimonials need to say to guide this potential client into going you know what i will take the leap you know what i will pay aiden five times the price that this other magician has charged because i can see here that aiden brings this to the table what do you need to do to get in your reviews and just by sending out a review link after you've done a gig or a show and letting unfiltered madness go on there it's not going to be good like you're not going to get what you want and the other thing from there heavens forbid heavens forbid this i'm not saying anyone's out there is a bad performer but if you start filtering your reviews before they come in and we're talking about the entire process of how to do this in this episode if you start filtering reviews before they come in if you do end up um, with maybe a negative client, an annoying client, a bad client. Maybe you've done a bad uh, job at a gig, but you was unaware. It stops you getting lower reviews, one-star reviews. It stops you uh, getting negative feedback in a public place as well. So before, before you go out and before you start asking 
people to leave reviews just willy-willy willy-nilly in the public domain with no guidance for where they could put absolutely anything and even spell your name wrong and give a load of waffle you've got to start filtering it and, and we've got a process which we are going to follow uh, in today's episode which you'll be able to take away uh, and use i just want to flag up the fact that uh, ashley just said uh willy willy there and um i went tried to, to style it but, off uh, willy willy this work. is now an 18 plus episode and uh, we'll probably get <laughs> we, lower we probably views because of the, uh, the old algorithms yeah have we're gonna have days. to mark this up right now as as, as potentially explicit uh, the joys as we, as of the internet you get marked down for saying certain things happy days <laughs> oh, well this is fantastic but before we go into um our, our complete process on and how we do this um really effectively it's it's important to note where the problem is right because it's easy for us to sit here and say oh yep that was a terrible review it didn't help my clients bloody bloody blah but that is not the reviewer's fault that's my fault in this situation that's your fault as a listener if you get a review that doesn't help convince another client that you are it shouldn't be convincing because that's like the wrong word but it's proving uh, and justifying that you are the right person for the job if it doesn't do that then you've made the mistake when it comes down to just getting this review and letting this review happen on a public forum Um, you have to be at the end of the day the crux of your business you are there and when we talk about filtering your reviews and all of that kind of stuff it's not to just be selective and and deceive everybody that sees our social presence online or, or our online presence but it is to protect that online presence because I don't know about you listening, but if I even if I had somebody say that it was a four star review, like the testimonial is glowing, but it's a four star review. Personally, I'm glad I'd have filtered that beforehand because now it's an opportunity to go back to that client and say, hey, no, thank you so much for the testimonial. It's really, really useful. I did notice that it was a four star review may I ask what was it that didn't make it a five-star review because I'd love to bridge that gap and you get to actually after the gig is done work out how you can bump your reviews from lower reviews whether that's four stars and below all the way up to a five-star review so that then once you've made that slight simple change you can get it in this public domain you can get it out there on the wonderful interwebs as a five-star review because you've gone above and beyond you wouldn't get that if you just let a client go crazy on your on your Google reviews or, or anything like that, or your Facebook reviews or stuff like that. And this is the second thing that a lot of people miss out from the actual process of getting and gathering feedback. So many people are so obsessed with just getting the testimonial in and then moving on to the next client, getting the testimonial in and moving on to the next client that they fail to actually ask the people that they perform to, they fail to ask the the event planners, the clients, everyone else there, like what their actual thoughts are, how they can do this better, how they can be more valuable. Because information like that is so useful. If you've got information from your client telling you how you can do your job better, telling you better ways of doing your show, telling you how to be more valuable at a corporate event, at a wedding, something which you should consider, which you've, you've not even thought of. Well, that's, that's, that's super golden stuff. You've got it from the horse's mouth. You can now bring it in, if it's relevant, of course. There are going to be times which, you know, it is fair to disagree with a client. <laughs> but I'm on about like super relevant information. You can take that directly in. You can improve your shows. You can improve what you offer in terms of your packages. You can understand your potential future clients a little bit better with maybe some of the problems that they've got going on. And that warrants 
either a higher fee or leaving your fee the same and then becoming more more desirable so that you up your conversion ratio getting feedback as well as testimonials should go hand in hand because a testimonial was good a testimonial was cool but it's always handy to get that blimmin feedback so you know what you can start doing better next time that you work with someone Exactly that. And, uh, I'm not going to go into the depths of it right now as to how crucial the feedback is. In fact, that's literally why I'm writing a He's book. writing a book on, on it. Yeah. I'm, writing, I'm writing a book on it. It's a fun fact. I'm writing a book. Uh, if, at the Feedback Loop Book on Instagram. That's all one word, all one thing. The Feedback Loop Book. Come and follow and I'll be sharing updates every single week. Um, anyway, there's a shameless plug in there. But Ashley's right. Like Rather than going out there and getting just asking for a testimonial, a cold testimonial, pairing this with some feedback has been the biggest game changer whatsoever. It does a bunch of different things. And we actually call this complete process the referral beast. Okay, we hinted at it in previous episodes, but we call it the referral beast. And this is basically our psychologically enhanced feedback survey that does three things. First up, it gets really good, valuable feedback from our clients. Number two, it gets really good, valuable testimonials from our clients. And then number three, it does exactly what it says on the tin and can help find referrals and actually get you more gigs. And this is right. You do the gig. A couple of days later, you send out this feedback survey and suddenly you're getting feedback, a testimonial and more gigs off the back of this one survey just by doing a gig. This is kind of how we turn one gig into two gigs, into four gigs, into 100 gigs later down the line, just by using this one simple thing. So uh, we didn't really have a plan for how we're going to tackle this bit. And basically, we're just going to read through elements of the feedback, um, the actual feedback form that I've got in my business right now. We're just going to dissect each of the sections so that you guys can start to understand a little bit about what to, what to put in yours and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and I think the first thing before you read through it, it's on a feedback form. Like you're not sending to your clients just a, a link to a, a Google review page. You're not sending your links to a Facebook review page or any other public review page. What you're doing is sending your own private form, which people are going to fill out and you're going to collect all that information from there. Can you can you elaborate on why using the form is so important? But first in this process yeah yeah no definitely um so there's a couple of tools that i like to use um right now i've got this set up using uh, google sheets uh, no google forms google sheets that's a spreadsheet thing i've messed up at the first hurdle uh, it's google forms it's again if you've got a gmail account which like most listeners will have you can set one up totally for free and um, it's just a quick little form there and the reason we're putting it on a form not just an open filtered uh, feedback service partly because or just like an open public place is that first up we can't ask all of the questions that we want by putting it on that um just on a public domain but also uh, we're not losing the reviews uh, uh, just sending the reviews straight out to the public because again what we want to do is we want to filter this stuff now so that we can do some funky stuff and put it back out later Okay, so that's that's kind of important. We want to make sure that the questions are are, are relevant and, and private at the end of the day, so that we can work on that. Now, right now, um, I'm using, as I said, I'm using Google Forms. I am about to transition this um, over to uh, a platform called Response Suite. Uh, this is uh, a really great survey platform from uh, Rob and Ken over at EmailMarketingHeroes.com or ResponseSuite.com. 
right now we're not affiliated with them uh, on this at the time of recording but it's just a really really good uh, if you've been in our world at the successful mentalist for any amount of time and you filled the survey out it was a probably a response suite survey um just because we love it but anyway that's micro stuff uh to start with, the first thing that I, I like to ask is really simple questions. And I, I've split this into lots and lots of sections. Uh, I say lots and lots. I think there's 10 in total. And the reason it's like two or three quick questions per section is to help people complete it. Because if you give them this one massive long uh, questionnaire, they can see all 10 questions straight away. You're going to have so many people just not bothering. They'll click to open it. And they just won't fill out the survey. But having it like one or two questions visible at any given time, it just means more people are filling it out and they think it's quicker to do, which actually means it is quicker to do. There's less resistance. Sending someone 30 questions, it seems like a lot of hard work. Sending someone one or two questions with a button to click next, which then brings up another one or two questions. That seems really easy to do. And that's a real psychological nuance, which will get people actually filling out the form as opposed to just just going ah i can't be bothered with this exactly that it's really important to just make it as easy as possible for people to do this and we've seen entertainers before they, they ask for feedback but they stick all of the bullet points in an email and it's just could you give me feedback here's a bunch of questions and it's just like a ridiculously long email that people are going to see that and think oh i don't have time for that because people are busy <laughs> people are really busy like think if you're sending this a couple of days after a wedding They've just got married. There is lots of stuff happening immediately after they've just got married in the days and weeks that come after that. So asking them for a, a really long-winded email reply, you're never going to get it. You're never going to get it. Um, but section one, for me, is quite simply uh, two questions uh, to just rate my performance. So number one is, overall, how would you rate my performance at your event? And it's out of 10, from very poor to outstanding. And then... The second question is, overall, how did your guests feel my performances were at your event? Very poor and outstanding. One to ten again. Really simple there to just get a quick click. How did you think my performances were? How did my guests think that that was there? Reason that's in, I want to make sure that I'm performing uh, really, really well. And if people didn't think I was great, whether that's the client or other people, I know that's a big area to work on. Make okay. sense? It does. Um, just keeping it nice and simple to start with. So where do we go from next because the the whole process of what people are probably thinking right now is how do you transition this into getting the testimonials the feedback and these reviews you're just rating like how does this actually work exactly so this is really important uh that we've got a, a different types of feedback coming in here we've got a couple of numbers that are always useful but we're also going to start asking for some written words some actual text that we can use so my next section is just one question and uh it's if someone was considering booking me for their event what would you say to them and i've got a little description just above that that says if you have previously done or would find yourself talking to someone that is considering booking me to entertain their guests at their event what would you say to them be honest okay that's really important that you don't want to just because it's easy for people to think oh he wants some good feedback here so he can use it for promotion. No, you want honesty. That is what's going to actually become great testimonials, not what they think, as we saw from the top. They thought that might have been a really useful, handy testimonial. Turns out probably wasn't. Um, so I, I asked that question, and I've had one person uh, on this literally say, oh, I've already spoken to somebody. Here's her details. 
an immediate booking uh, didn't actually turn into a booking in that occasion but it was an immediate lead that was just dropped in to say hey if somebody was considering it what would you say to them oh i have i told them that you're amazing here are their details this isn't even the bit where we start asking for referrals yet and we're getting referrals it's a really nice little question okay now from the, from there um the next step again we're literally just scrolling through this talking through it the next step uh, is to ask for permission to collect a testimonial right ask for a permission to collect a testimonial rather than just saying hey here's a testimonial can you leave me a testimonial uh, in the box below we don't want to do that because we want to be nice to these people we want to give them uh, an option to do that or not the easiest way to do that is to just say, would you be happy to provide me with a testimonial that I can use in my promotional materials? Yes or no. Then based on that response, if they say yes, they'll go to the next section, which we'll talk about in a moment for testimonials to fill out the testimonial. And if no, they just skip that next section and go to a question after that. Okay. So just asking for permission. Are you happy to leave me a testimonial? Yes or no? Yeah. And we can see at this point how it's just like nice and easy for that person to just kind of like hover free. It's not a list of 30 questions like we've mentioned before. It's like a quick click, a quick type here, and then it's just next, next page, next page. It all seems very nice and easy for them to fill out because remember, people are busy. So we want to make it as easy as possible. And we want to make it very, very clear with the questions that we're asking so that they don't spend too long getting confused or write or click the wrong thing exactly that now let's let's talk about the testimonial itself because this is something that's really important most people just leave a box and say like again just like we did with the public reviews like on google and facebook and stuff people just uh throw out um hey leave your testimonial in the box below and if i'm perfectly honest that's doing sweet fa when it comes down to filtering these testimonials because you may as well at that point just leave it on google you may as well just leave it in this public place and send a feedback survey separately because you're not doing anything useful so actually there's something that we like to do when it comes down to collecting these testimonials to make sure that they are really good every time what's that something and this is to get an idea of what your perfect testimonial would be. If it helps, write it out on a piece of paper, on a document. Write out your perfect glowing review. Have a look at this. How would it look in your world? What would you love someone to leave? Like the perfect dream client left, the perfect dream, amazing review, slap bang in a public place. What would you want them to say? Write that down. Because then what we can do, we can say, right, what are the key elements of that review? What sort of questions can I ask to promote getting the responses which would lead to a review like this and would lead to it time and time again so that we're not just asking leave a review here we're being strategic what is the one key message you want to hammer home with this part of the review with this part of the review with this part of the review you're getting a dream review and you're breaking it down and thinking how would i get someone to leave a review like this what sort of questions would i need to ask them to promote that point and that would then lead into the questions on your testimonial part of the feedback survey yeah so we're not asking a bunch of different questions here we're just giving them a couple of prompts that's what they are they're not questions they're prompts right so uh, again i'm just going to read the little extract before my prompts right now uh, it literally says thanks so much for being uh, willing to actually provide a testimonial for your event it's really useful from my perspective because it'll allow many other clients to feel comfortable in booking me for theirs i've included some talking points below uh, that'll be really helpful 
Okay, so what I've done is two things there. First up, I've said thanks and appreciated them. Always a good thing to start by saying thank you. Next step is I've told them why I'm asking for this. Like it's helpful to get information f so that other clients feel more comfortable. And then I've given them some uh, bullet points there to reduce the resistance. Like, I don't know what to write in a big empty box. I haven't got a clue. But if I've got a series of prompts, great. And what's great about this is that, um, again, I, I'm not going to go into the depths of my prompts because they will always change because that's they should always change because your business will grow and evolve, right? Start right now and write the perfect testimonial that you'd love, one that would you think would really sell yourself right now to prospective clients. Break that apart. So what sort of things uh, do you want to say? Do you want a, uh, do you want a star rating in there? Do you want... Um, Something that says uh, whether or not they actually you actually met or exceeded their expectations. That's a really great question. Did I meet or exceed your expectations at the event? That one question there, did I meet or exceed? It's a, it's a really clever question because it means that rather than just say, oh, yep, you totally went above and beyond. It's like it feels like a binary of did I meet your expectations or did I exceed them? When actually the question is written to say, did I do a good job? It's like, did I do a good job or did I not do a good job? They just read it as, did I meet or exceed? And then nine times out of 10, people will set, clearly say exceeded expectations because you've dropped that little hint in there. It's another little nugget, but um, yeah. So again, you do that. And something that we've not really spoken about actually is uh, particularly useful is that as you go through your business, as you do more sales conversations, and this is where your testimonials start, not in this point here not not after you've done a gig it starts way back beyond like probably even before your sales conversations but if you get a lot of people that are saying the same sort of objection they're not 100 percent sure they don't know whether you're worth the price well what's a bullet point prompt that you can put in there now was i worth the price you paid yes or no and they can clearly say in this testimonial you'll start collecting testimonials that say absolutely worth the price and as more and more clients come into your world, price objections will naturally decrease because they'll be able to see it. So um, you could start doing this and evolve your testimonial prompts over time based on your business. One of the key things I like to ask on this point is um, what would you say to someone who wasn't sure whether to pay for me and would prefer to pay for a, a cheaper magician? Just to get that out of their minds because I want to deal with that objection, um, which has come up in the past. So exactly. but the point here is really looking at what are your potential clients going to be thinking? What do they need to have to read to get them to think, oh, yeah, I should probably book this person. They are right for me. That's that's really where we're hammering home with this. Yeah. At the end of the day, it, it, this is going to be your greatest asset when it comes down to overcoming objections, because everything that you're about to get as this wonderful, great testimonial you get to read that before it goes online. And if you need to, if you want to just play around with some sentences or tweak a little bit of grammar so it's grammatically correct, like that kind of stuff, you get a really solid testimonial. It's not saying edit and adjust and pre-write these people's surveys. It's just tweak, shift it around so it reads really nicely. Then you can ask them to go ahead and copy and paste that onto your Google. Copy and paste that onto your Facebook or wherever you're hosting your reviews right now in a public place not just so that you can put it on your website because people sure it's nice to say a five-star review and write it on your website but it's people don't know if it's real or whether you've just made that up people are very skeptical but having like an ugly screenshot of a google review on your website 
far more effective far more effective and it also surprisingly looks nicer than you trying to make it look good so that's something important there you actually get this that you can write on your own but you can also screenshot theirs um after they've done it but that's quite a lot of stuff on the um the the testimonial point and hopefully hopefully that's kind of clear to just run through the the rest of the survey real quick um this is where the referral point comes in. It's just a section. Would you recommend me? I've got two questions in here right now. Would you recommend me and my performances to other people for their events? Yes or no? If yes, great. That's nice to know. The second point, do you know anyone else that would find value in booking me based on your experiences with me so far? Yes, no. And I put a maybe on there. And the reason I've put a maybe rather than a yes or no is because people aren't 100% sure like of the right things. But if they've if they've got a maybe, there's a little inkling there and I can still follow up based on that. And this is where the referrals can start kicking in. Because if they're saying yes to this stuff, then great, you've got a conversation to be had and say, oh, uh, thank you so much. I noticed that in the survey you said you might know somebody and and the conversation begins from there. Exactly. And it's a really, really simple question. You're literally just saying, is there an opportunity there? And it gives you an opportunity to follow up. It really doesn't need any more than that. We're just being tactful with a very simple question <laughs> and exactly. what about the the last thing like we've mentioned obviously feedback but this actually comes all throughout the survey doesn't it and the one thing we've mentioned here and we've mentioned in the past like when looking for actual feedback and how you can improve if you know there's a certain area of your business or your performance or something which you want to develop but you're not too sure how here's where you can be tactful and start asking hyper specific questions in that area and and as people can see that the questions which we're asking are hyper specific it's not not just vague and can be interpreted any way like if you leave a question oh um how would you suggest i improve for future performances what, what <laughs> like, that's what does so that mean? vague and can yeah. be interpreted but you need to be hyper specific over what you want what sort of feedback do you want from them what do you want to know about and we can start to be tactful and place this into uh, the survey as well exactly so my last two sections are this is where the feedback comes in because again the whole angle is this is a quick feedback survey when i send this to people i send it as a feedback survey would you mind giving me some feedback they so far they've not really given specific feedback for me based on my services i leave that to the end because it, it creates an open loop in the emails that i send to them in the contact that i have and then when they finished out the feedback it, it closes the loop and just psychologically makes them feel better for actually having completed it it's a little nuance there but again feedback here i just do a quick little one to five rating on a few specific areas of um of my overall business for example things like my fee um my communication before the event uh, like all those kind of things the stuff that i want to improve and then finally my last section is the one thing section uh, this is we talk about this a lot um but what's the one thing that really stands out to to these clients and i ask three questions in there what is the best thing about my performance what is the worst thing about my performance and if i could improve one thing what would it be okay now, these are, again, kind of what Ashley said there in terms of they're very big and a bit 
vague. But because we're after just one specific thing, we're concentrating their thought processes so that they're not clients aren't sit, sitting there thinking, oh my God, well, what, oh God, I don't really know an analysis paralysis. They're actually thinking, what's the best thing? Oh my God, I absolutely loved it when you swung from the chandelier. Hashtag see ya. Um, like, oh my God, loved when you did that Rubik's Cube swinging from the chandelier. Great, you know, that's a sticking point. Can you do that at more events? What was the worst thing? Absolutely hated when you swung on the chandelier and it fell off the ceiling and smashed to pieces everywhere and ruined that part of the event. Yeah, moral of the story, don't do the chandelier thing. Like, it's a ridiculous example, but... I feel like you this will be something that comes thing. up in your uh, in your surveys. I'm going to be honest with you there. I'll be honest, it may or may not be a real review. Um, you never know. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. like Because we're after the one thing, we're after the highest high and the lowest low here, which means that's the box we're playing in. That's the boundaries that our gigs are playing with. And if you don't think that the, the thing that they love the most is the thing that they should have loved the most, you get to sit and think, well, why, why didn't they love this bit of the event? Oh, why did they love this bit and not this bit? Um, and then obviously the one thing that we can do to improve, it just helps focus that one thing. Um, I, I'll be honest, that question I'm debating removing because most people are just say a bit cheaper. But that's just natural because there's nothing else for them to to comment on because I've asked so much already. So I'm, I'm probably going to take that one off full disclosure. Um, but that's it. That, that's literally the feedback survey. I'll whack one final any other comments box there just in case, but no one ever adds any other comments because we've covered everything in ridiculous detail above. Then th this is the key thing. We want to make it easy and simple to fill out. We want to ask strategic questions. The aim here is to get uh, a good testimonial written because the whole process after they filled out about the, 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 the survey is we can go back to them and say, oh, wonderful. Could you put this in a public place? <laughs> and that's where you can send the link to your Google or Facebook because now you know exactly what the testimonial is going to be because it's literally, well, they've written it. It's already there. They've just got to copy and paste it and then po post it on Google or whatever. But you're making it simple. You're then going away and then getting those uh, those testimonials afterwards because you've filtered them. You've then capitalized on feedback. You've also opened up to opportunities for referrals. And the last thing that people forget to do if they get an answer to a question which is still a bit vague, they're not too sure, or maybe needs to be a little bit more clarification over maybe something they can improve or something which they don't know about, um, like, oh, someone said, oh, it was kind of average, this performance, whatever. I'm just trying to make up an example, but it's it's not clear what you could do to improve or, or whatever. Literally ask them. Go back and ask questions, probe. There's nothing stopping you from saying, oh, thanks for filling this out. By the way, I noticed your answer to this question. Can I dig a, dip a bit deeper? Like So many people will just think, oh, that was a bit vague, and then put it in the bin or get rid of it. Like, ask and ask and, and, and keep asking if need be. Like, this is the important thing to remember. And and I think the, the biggest shift that I realised in order to overcome that fear of just, like, questioning people on something that they said was a little bit there and making that, that whole conversation awkward. It's like, the thing that I realised was that this one survey is the most important part of my entire entertainment business. Let me say that again. This one survey is the most important part of my entire entertainment business because it's not... It, it does help me make my shows and my offers better. It does help me generate more leads because of the social proof. It helps me with my sales process because I'm immediately finding out objections from clients and stuff past the event. It's the most important part of my business. And just by doing this with every client starting today going forwards that you've got, 
you're going to be able to create massive transformations in your business in any way and ways that you didn't even imagine were possible. Now, once you've got this feedback survey, again, you can knock it up in like 10, 20 minutes, to be honest. We've given you pretty much all the questions that you need, um, which we weren't planning on sharing, but we've gone to the depths of it anyway. Create that. And now you've got two jobs. Number one is to get people filling it out. Like we use uh, like a, a nice email campaign to help that happen um, with messages and stuff. So clients are now filling that out. And then on the other end is just getting it on a public domain, just tweaking the testimonial if needed, not always needed, but sometimes just tweaking it a little bit and then cop sending that to them to copy and paste on Google. Like there is the only bits that you need to focus on because the survey is going to do all of the heavy lifting. So the, the pre-survey and the post-survey follow-up, really, really important. That's what you should be focusing on. Exactly that, exactly that. So Aiden, Mr. Feedback King, writing the feedback loop book. There you go. There's another shameless plug for you. So any final words you'd like to give to anyone listening right now as we wrap up today's episode? Look, I mean, here's the thing. This is fairly recent to to our world, right? At the time of recording this, this is a fairly recent um, addition to our entertainment businesses, but it's been working an absolute charm. If you're not already going out there and just getting some feedback, please get yourself a feedback survey. Whether you want to go to this extent or not and use the full referral beast, um, that we've outlined and with our email campaigns and all that stuff, whether you use that or not, please make sure that you're getting feedback. And if you can get the testimonial before it goes online, just because it's going to be, it's going to lead to better testimonials and a better entertainment career. Easy as that. So with that said, if you have absolutely any questions on today's episode, well, there is a little free Facebook group that you could always pop in and ask us. It's called the Magicians Business Group. It's free to join. It's on Facebook, a big community of magicians all looking to grow and elevate their entertainment businesses to truly thrive and get hustle-free. If you've got any questions on referrals, feedback, testimonials, or even putting together a survey like this, well, whack it in the Facebook group. We'll be able to help you out, and so will some of the other members in there as well. Exactly that, exactly that. So on that note, best of luck. See you inside the Facebook group. Uh, if not before... Enjoy the next episode of the TSM podcast, whenever that is. It might be it might be right now. Actually, the people might literally be out on a walk and just be listening back to back and taking notes. And but before you listen back to back, what you want to do is head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and you'll be able to join the Facebook group first, the Magicians Business Group. Now you can go to the next episode. There you go. There you go. You've done it right now. Solid. Oh, fantastic. See you soon, everybody. You'll take care. Bye-bye, willy willy. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. 
In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum and we'll send you all of the details.